Hey mama, you are built to birth, but oftentimes we hear stories that make us think we can't. Birth is as much of a mental journey as it is a physical one. And in today's podcast, Krissa, a first-time mom who grew up hearing difficult and often scary birth experiences and believing that birth had to be something she just had to endure through, ended up loving her birth experience through discovering how she was built to birth. If you are feeling uncertain about your ability to give birth confidently, you are going to love hearing Krissa's birth story. As you're listening, make sure you subscribe, rate, and then write a review of the Built to Birth podcast so whatever podcast platform you listen on knows to spread this podcast to other mamas who need to hear these inspiring birth stories. And if you're searching for childbirth education that will help you have an empowering birth, I am releasing an online childbirth course that will give you the building blocks for a happier, healthier, easier birth. To stay in the loop about that course, go to the Built to Birth website, which is linked in the show notes, and subscribe to the weekly email so that you'll be the first to know when that course is released. Now let's hear Krissa's birth story. Hi, Krissa. Hey, Bridget. It's good to see you. You too. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for being willing to take some time to steal away from all your mom duties and share your story with us. Yeah, of course. (laughs) I'm so excited to hear your story. I was so happy when you reached out to me on Instagram and you were telling me just a little bit about it. Um, But I think it's going to be so empowering for mamas to hear what you have to say and your birth experience and all that. And so um, how old is your baby? She, Aspen is 17 days. So. 17 days. Oh yes. my gosh. Very brand speaking oh. new. <laughs> yes. I bet she still has that newborn smell that everyone yeah. just dies over. Yeah, she does. Oh, yeah. I love it. So 17 days postpartum too. Yeah. It's quite yeah. the transition. <laughs> yes. The first days were pretty rough, but as each day goes on, you know, you get more and more recovered and feel a lot better. So it's been, yeah. been good. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I know. I feel like that's like an encouragement that every new mom needs to hear is like uh-huh. it, every day makes it a little bit easier because yeah. otherwise it's so overwhelming to think like, oh my gosh, is this forever? Like, what did I yep. get myself into? Um, yep. But do you feel like every day you've just been able to like learn more and kind of get into the groove of doing things? Yep, exactly. Yeah. The first t- the first couple of days we came home from the hospital, we were just like, what are we do? What do we do now? <laughs> yeah. Like, I wish one of the nurses could come home with us and show us what to do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, every day we just take it one day at a time and we're slowly getting into a, the rhythm of things and learning Aspen. So we're having yeah. a blast. So yeah, it's been good. hard, but it's been awesome. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I feel like that's like the mantra of every new mom. It's been hard, but it's been awesome. Yeah. And it is such a big learning curve. So thank you it again is. so much for hopping on here in the midst of that and sharing your story with us. So yeah. why don't we just get started? And can you share a little bit about yourself and uh, your family and how you got pregnant? Okay. Yeah. Um. So I am married to Andy, my husband, and he's in the Coast Guard. So we are stationed in Oregon, um, Southern Oregon on the coast. Oh, awesome. I love Oregon. (laughs) Yeah, it's so fun. We we had never Mm. been here before we got stationed here, and we just love it. So good. And a blast. Um, Good. So, yeah, we've been married for, it'll be six years in August. So, um, and I've known him since we were about 13. 
Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. So we've known each other for a while and that's like a whole nother story. But so we've been <laughs> married for like five years and um, like over the summer, I'm 31 and he turned, he's like three months younger than me. So Mm-hmm. After he turned 30 this past summer, he was like, okay, I think I'm ready to have kids and start a family. And I was like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so yeah, it only took a month and which we're so thankful for mm-hmm. and got pregnant right away. And um, yeah, cause we just thought it was the right time. We had been married for five years and just felt yeah. like we were ready for that next chapter. Um, and we were, we were settled in our new station here. Um, yeah. So we're just yeah, because like, it is a little unpredictable with that kind of lifestyle. Because it's yes. like you're moving, you know, every few years, most yeah. often, right? Like yeah. every three year, two to three years, about. And so uh-huh. uh, it's hard to know. Like, okay, is now a good time? Like, what happens if yep. we're pregnant and we have to move, or you know, just X Y Z? And so. Yeah. You do have to think about, okay, is this the right time? And so that's so cool that you guys were able to get pregnant when you decided uh-huh. that you wanted to start having kids, you know, because yeah. sometimes you can say, okay, now's the right time. And then it takes like months or years yeah. to get pregnant. So that's such a blessing that you were able to get pregnant right away. Yeah, for sure. It was a huge blessing. We're so thankful. Yep. Mm. So yeah. So how was your pregnancy? It was honestly, it was a breeze. Um, Good. Thankful for because obviously it's my first kid, so didn't know what Mm. to expect. And I only heard, you know, girls like hugging the toilet all nine months long. Yeah, didn't, yeah, looking. I feel like it's always the horror stories that stick out to us, right? (laughs) Yeah, it really is. So, yeah, yeah, there there were a few days I was a little queasy, but I just ate crackers and I was fine. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a breeze. So, good, that's amazing, and you know. Speaking of like approaching pregnancy and sometimes expecting the worst because we Mm -hmm. hear all these like hard stories, which is, which are sometimes true for moms, you know, some moms do have those really hard experiences, but how did you kind of approach your birth experience? Did you have like a negative view of birth when you first got pregnant or were you really Mm -hmm. looking forward to it or somewhere in the middle? What kind of was your perspective of birth when you found out you were pregnant? Um, I, my opinion of birth, I thought it was just going to be so hard and just something I'd have to endure and just get Mm. through. And, Mm -hmm. um, because my mom had really awful, like horror birth stories and she would Mm. tell us like all the gory details. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, that's pretty much all you hear from people is just how awful it is and Mm. just so painful and all of that and miserable. So that's Mm. what I thought it would be. Um, Mm. So I just thought it was just going to be this horrible experience. But yeah. yeah. And I hear that a lot of times for moms who are (laughs) pregnant, having been passed down their own birth stories from their moms who have had traumatic experiences. And it's almost like they have to heal from their own birth experience before they can like experience their own in a positive way Um, because you do, especially because as a daughter, you know, we are so, you know, there's that relationship with our moms and then being a woman, it's like, okay, I'm going to give birth one day potentially. And so you Mm -hmm. have to heal sometimes from your own birth experience and kind of carry the weight a little bit of your mom's like trauma. Yeah. Did you feel that way at all? I did. Yep. Exactly. hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Where you're just like, oh man, I'm so sorry. And like, I hope that doesn't happen to me, but 
like I'm my mom's daughter. So does that mean I'm destined to have that kind of experience? And so a lot of things that you have to wrestle through, huh? That's Mm -hmm. so interesting. Yeah. So how did you kind of go about that then, you know, having this kind of negative perspective on birth? How did you kind of uh, deal with that and start educating yourself on birth? Um, So I just assumed I would just get an epidural, you know, and just, you know, then I'd be able to bear the pain and just get through it a little bit better. So um, I just assumed I would do that and it would make it a little better and um, not too bad. Um, Mm -hmm. But so, um, yeah, the the turning point, I think, was probably um, one of my hospital childbirth classes I took probably like two months before Aspen was due. Um, I had a Mm -hmm. labor or a a birth and labor and comfort measures class. And it was taught by this doula. And um, I had never met um, a doula before. Mm -hmm. She was kind of like eclectic and hippie-ish. And at -hmm. first I was like, this girl's kind of crazy. But she she taught the class. She was, I loved her. She was so cool. And, um, mm. and she had mentioned all of the girls that she helped, um, labor, mo- the majority of them were able to do it without an epidural. And that got mm. me thinking like, well, if they can all do that without an epidural, I could too. So yeah. that made me start wondering, like, maybe I could do this without an epidural. Um, mm. so that got me thinking. And then, um, just talking with this, one other friend of mine in town, um, she mentioned that she gave birth without an epidural and that um, it was it was fine. And I was like, well, if you could do it, I totally could do it. Yeah. And so it was listening to more and more positive birth stories. And I was like, mm. oh, this is possible. Um, yeah. And then I stumbled upon your videos, Bridget, and I don't know how <laughs> I did, but I guess they were in my suggested videos or what. Yeah. But a couple weeks before Aspen was born, um, I stumbled upon your breathing techniques and, mm. and um, you know, it was like breathing techniques for an easier labor. And I was like, well, who doesn't want that? <laughs> so, <laughs> right. so I binge watched all of your videos and I was like, this, this is awesome. Like mm. the way you talked about birth in like a calm and relaxing manner. I was like, this is the kind of birth I want. So mm. that's where I could, did a complete 180 on my birth plan and was like, okay, I could do natural birth. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think it's just you coming to a place of one, seeing the possibility, but two, like empowering yourself and being like, like I can do it. Like, you know, the, these women are doing it. These mamas are experiencing these, these positive birth experiences, even without an epidural. Like I totally can too. And you know, the bottom line is, is having a positive birth experience, whether or not you have an epidural or not, you know, I think what I always encourage moms to do is make decisions out of a place of empowerment, you know? And so it's Mm not, oh, I want an epidural because I can't do labor without it because you know, I believe that every woman is built to have um, a positive birth experience, allowing her body to do everything naturally. You know, yeah. we've been built to do that. 
but then making a decision. But I think, you know, it'll be in my best interest or for a positive birth experience to get an epidural. And it sounds like you came to a place where it wasn't like, like, oh, I have to get an epidural or else I can't endure birth. But it's, hey, I can have a positive birth experience without an epidural. And if you did need one, you would have probably been able to, you know, go with the flow. Would you, did you feel that way? Yep. I was like, I'm going to try my, my goal is to try to do it without an epidural or yeah, without an epidural. And if, if it comes to like me suffering and just can't handle it, then mm-hmm. I'll get one and you know, then I'll just get it and that'll be fine. So yeah. Yeah, Yeah. no, totally. And I think that's so important what you said, like if it came to a point where you were suffering because no woman should suffer through her labor Yeah, because come to the end of it, you know, you don't want to look back and be like, I suffered through that, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hmm, That's amazing. So you changed your birth plan and you're like, okay, I'm going to try to do this unmedicated. So then what did you kind of do to help prepare yourself for an unmedicated labor? Was there something besides breathing that you tried to like teach yourself or empower yourself with to approach your birth? Um, I'm, I think breathing was the main thing Mm. and, um, like watching all of your videos, just breathing and um, learning that movement helped too. Mm. I had no idea. Like I thought you just had to lay on the bed and just push your baby out. Like I had no idea you could move and that it would help, you know, the baby move down Mm. further. So, um, so yeah. Um, and I watched your video about like bouncing on the ball and using the yoga ball. Mm -hmm. That really helped. Um, so I had my own yoga ball at home and I bounced for two days and two nights straight on that thing because (laughs) that was the only thing that helped and felt comfortable. Yeah. Um, Before I watched your videos, I had no idea you could use Mm -hmm. things like that for labor. Yeah. I just thought you had to just walk into the hospital and lay on a bed and yeah. Well, it. I feel like that's so many like movies we see yeah. too. It's like, that's all right, it. mom, get on the bed yep. and like start screaming. <laughs> yep. And so all of us are watching and we're like, oh yeah, that's what we're supposed to do. And yeah. it's like, no, that's exactly. not like, that's like the worst thing yep. you could do. Yep, yeah, exactly. no, totally. So it sounds um, like education helped you so much and just like yeah. realizing like, oh, these are these are my options. Like I could yeah. go lay on a bed or I could do like all of these other things and yep. that could help me. Yep. I had no mm. idea there was other options out there. Um, mm. And also the book Mama Natural um, mm, yeah. was also a huge game changer because I started reading mm. that um, probably at the end of March. So like a month before she was due and read okay. through it. And I was like, it convinced me like to try to go the natural route and Hmm. my ball and see what happened and um yeah all the little mantras from the mamas in there like little testimonials of how Hmm. they went through labor were so helpful and yeah that's amazing I think those are gonna be great tips for all the moms listening to this you know those are the proactive things that they can do to prepare for their birth and they're not like crazy things it's not like you know, pretzel your legs over your head and like, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like breathing, positive birth stories, movement. It's all very Mm -hmm. like basic things. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, exactly. And I remember Mm -hmm. watching your breathings video for the first time and I was like, this can't be true. Like this, this simple thing of breathing cannot Mm -hmm. work through labor like that's mm. just bogus because you know when I tr- <laughs> when I do yoga you know and you're trying to breathe all 
you know, you're trying to use your breath. It's never really done anything for me. So I was kind of yeah. skeptical, but I was mm. reading through all the comments and they were like, this helped so much. You know, I was mm. able to get through an unmedicated birth and I was like, well, mm. maybe there is, you know, maybe <laughs> help. So, so glad I jumped on the bandwagon and tried it out for Jake. Cause that, yeah, that alone helped me get through labor just yeah. by breathing. So. I know. And isn't that crazy? Cause it and is. that's not just like your story either, Krista. Like that's <laughs> so many moms are like, I did this, this, and this, but what was like the game changer? What helped me and like go through labor and have like an empowering experience was breathing. And I'm like, yeah, wow, that's such a simple thing. Like, yeah, it's amazing. Yep. And that's like, anyone can do that at yeah. any point. Like you don't need any outside resources. It's like, it's all you, it's all in yep. you, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all of those things to kind of help you prepare for labor. Now, why don't you share with us your, your labor and birth story? Okay. Um, well, it kind of happened pretty fast. Um, so, um, I think it started on, so my due date was April 18th and then, um, so I had an appointment on April 8th to just get a checkup, see how far along I was. And mm-hmm. I think I was like one centimeter dilated and okay. my midwife, Julie asked if I wanted my membrane swept and I had never been asked that before. And I was just not mentally prepared. So I was like, um, that's okay. Cause I wasn't due till the 18th. So I was like, yeah, I rush. We have plenty of time. Um, yeah. but I trusted my midwife. So, but she was like, it's totally up to you. Um, mm-hmm. if you get it done, it might reduce the risk of like having to be induced later if you went mm. over your date or something. So, but I was like, no, that's okay. We'll just see if Aspen, you know, if she comes out in her own time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the eighth. And then the next week on the 15th, I went in again and got checked. And I think I was at a three. Um, okay. So yeah, I think I was at a three and I just had her go ahead and sweep my membranes. Um, mm-hmm. Cause you know, I didn't really want to be induced or like go late and yeah. have to deal with all that. Yeah. So um, really quick for yeah. moms listening who are like, what's a membrane sweep? Yeah. A membrane sweep is where they go around your cervix and they try to um, kickstart labor by giving kind of like a rough exam. How, what was it like uncomfortable for you or? It was maybe a little, but it wasn't painful at all. Like, okay. It only took a couple minutes if that. So it yeah. Was- And I think every experience is different. And so I think it really, you know, talking to your care provider is so important, you know, having them walk you through what they're going to do. And do you feel like your midwife did that for you? Um, Yeah, she did. But I'm the type of person where I don't want to see like what tools you're going to use. I don't want to know. Just like get in there, get it done. Yeah. 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 Well, that's good to know because some moms are on different spectrums where it was like, oh, it wasn't like, it was like not a big thing. And other moms (laughs) were like, it was really uncomfortable. And so it's just good hearing different perspectives on, you know, those different experience. Okay. So you got your membrane sweep and then what happened? So she told me I'd probably be spotting a little and also cramping. Mm. So, um, so I went home and felt cramps pretty like on and off kind of regular, but, um, but I knew to expect that. And I Mm -hmm. just Googled like, when do you go into labor after your membranes are swept? And some Mm -hmm. websites were like, some girls go into labor within like 48 hours. So I was like, whoa, it might be really close. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, 
we just kind of like my husband and I, we had all, all of our hospital bags packed and we had everything mm-hmm. ready to go. Um, so that whole day I was pretty crampy and just like sitting on the edge of the couch was the only thing that was comfortable. And then, mm-hmm. um, I realized I had my yoga ball. So started jumping on bouncing on that. And, um, <laughs> cause it was the only thing like sitting on a chair or standing just was not comfortable. Yeah. So got on my yoga ball. And then, um, so the rest of that day I was just bouncing. And then that night when I tried to lay down, it was so uncomfortable. There's Mm. no way I could sleep just laying down. It was awful. It made the cramps or whatever they were just so much worse. And Mm. so I was trying to breathe through them using the de-stressor breath because that's the Mm -hmm. only thing that would help and make it bearable and comfortable. And were they coming in waves or was it like a consistent um, cramping? I don't remember because it was like, I don't remember. I think they're kind of consistent. Um, But I thought like if I was in true labor, I'd have like back pain or it'd be Mm. worse, you know, Mm -hmm. way more painful. So yeah, I thought it was just the cramps from the membrane sweep. Yeah. So, um, but I felt bad because I was like breathing in Andy's face when he was trying to sleep. So I, I went downstairs to our couch and I slept on the couch for the next two nights, just sitting up because that was the only way that was comfortable. <laughs> oh my goodness. Leaning back or laying down just was mm-hmm. so uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so that was, so that was the 15th and then the 16th, I just bounced on my ball all day long. <laughs> um, and that was the 16th. And then, so the morning of the 17th, um, they started, the cramps started to have like a pattern and come pretty mm. regularly. So I got an app to start tracking and, um, they're about like three to five ish minutes apart, some random mm-hmm. seven minute ones. So, um, but they kind of had a pattern and, um, but I also wanted to labor as long as possible at our house, you know? Yeah. Um, instead of like going to the hospital and getting turned away. So, but Julie, my midwife said, if I thought I was in labor, I could just go to her at her clinic and she could check me and make sure and see how far along I was instead of Mm -hmm. going to the hospital. So, um, so I started tracking them at eight in the morning and then around like noon, I was like, um, I mean, I don't know what contractions sound or feel like, so might as well just get checked, see what it is, contractions, you know, might as well. So we threw all our bags in the car just in case and headed to Julie's office. And um, she checked me and I was at a seven, like almost a seven. (laughs) What? Yeah. She was like, you're going to have a baby today. So (laughs) great. Were you like, okay, so (laughs) hold on. Because that's like quite like to be seven centimeters and be like, I'm not sure if I'm in labor even like, let's go check. Like, so what were the sensations like? Was it like when you got a a contraction where you like, oh, I need to stop. I need to like find a comfortable position and like Um, breathe through or what kind of what, what were you doing during your contractions at that point? Well, the whole time I was bouncing on my ball and doing like the exercises you did, you know, like yeah. figure eights and stuff like that. Um, and I did have to breathe through them. Like I had to focus mm-hmm. and do the de-stressor breath. Um, yeah. And I, if someone like Andy put his hands on my stomach one time and it just made it so uncomfortable. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, if I bounced on my ball, it took my mind off the That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just 
breathed through it and then waited for the next one and just did that till we went to the clinic at noon. That is you're out of seven. Amazing. So you're out of seven. She said you're gonna have a baby today. And then what happened? So then um her office is across the street from the hospital. So we just drove to the hospital and walked up the stairs to our room and got checked in. Um and then the nurses put the monitors on me for 20 minutes just to make sure Aspen was handling the contractions okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after that, I could get off the bed and move around. And they had balls there too, which I knew about. So got yeah. on the ball again. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think, so we checked into the hospital, I think around like 1-ish, 1 p.m. Um, okay. So then I just bounced on the ball till um, – I think about 5 p.m., I want to say. And Julie would come in periodically to check me and see how I was Mm. doing. So bounced on the ball from like 1 to 5. And she checked me. And I was still at a 7, which was kind of weird. And I guess my contractions weren't as strong, you know, as they needed to be to, like, progress. Mm. So she asked if – well, she was going to – she asked if I should – if she wanted to break my water. So she did that. Mm. Um. And that wasn't painful at all either. Just like a gush of warm water. Yeah. And, and so then after that, the contractions got a little more intense and like picked up mm-hmm. speed. So yeah. Um, so I think that was like after 5 p.m. And um, they were coming, you know, every like one to two minutes, I think. And mm-hmm. they definitely were more intense, but nothing I was expecting. Like they weren't excruciating. I wasn't yeah. screaming or crying. Just I just did the distressor breath the whole time mm-hmm. and we had music playing on my computer and that mm-hmm. helped. I can't do anything without music. <laughs> so <laughs> it like motivates me and, you know, takes my yeah. mind off the contractions. So, yeah. So just did that. Um, and so I think she broke my water. Um, I wrote it down cause I would forget. Um, that's so smart. I feel like every mom should write down her birth story after yeah, it happens. Otherwise, exactly. you just forget all those little details that you yep. want to remember in the future. Yeah, exactly. Because it's all such a blur. There's no way you could remember it all if you yeah. don't write it down. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she broke my water. And then, um, yeah, after she did, um, then I um, – she was like – if you feel like you need to push, let me know and we'll mm. see where you're at. And so I think maybe, maybe like an hour later, I was like, I think I need to push. So climb yeah. up the bed and um, she checked me and I was like pretty much out of 10. And so okay. she was like, okay, let's do a few practice pushes. And so I did that. And then um, we, I were you, what position were you when you were doing those pushes? I was on laying on the bed, which okay. um, it didn't hurt at all at that point. Yeah. Um, and I just did whatever she told me to do. So um, I did want to like use a squat bar, but at that point I was like, whatever, I'm just going to lay on the bed and do whatever yeah. she has me do. So, yeah. Well, and I think too, like it depends, like every mom is so different. And so, yeah. you know, you were able to tolerate that position and like thought it was fine. And other moms yeah. like wouldn't, you know, they'd be like, this yeah. is too uncomfortable. And it's a matter of listening to your own body mm-hmm. and seeing what works well for you and your baby. And especially yeah. if you have that trusting relationship with your care provider, like, like it seems like you had with Julie, yeah. 
it makes it a lot easier to listen to her and trust her that she is doing what's best for you. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. And Mm. it wasn't uncomfortable at all or else I would have said something, but yeah. um, And pushing didn't hurt at all too. Maybe it was like the adrenaline, but um, it really wasn't painful. And um, so, yeah, I pushed for an hour and she had me go on my side too, because I guess it was just a better angle or whatever. So Mm -hmm. I was on my side a little bit and then back on my back. Um, And so I pushed for about an hour and then Aspen was born at like 10.30 p.m. So Oh my goodness. That's amazing. That was kind of fast and furious for a first labor. Seriously. Yeah, I was expecting. And the fact that you were like the last or the first two days, you didn't even know yeah anything was happening which is kind of for the best you know because if you knew right off the bat it would have been like oh my gosh I've been in labor for like four days you know and just drags Mm. on and on and you lose all motivation so Mm. yeah that's amazing (laughs) what was something that happened during labor or maybe your husband or Julie or another nurse like something they did that really helped you in labor feel supported or um you know manage your sensations what was something that someone did that you were like, this helped me so much? Um, that's a good question. Um, well, just Andy would make sure I had apple juice and made mm-hmm. sure, um, like he was a DJ the whole time, which was like one of the biggest <laughs> jobs. <laughs> so, um, so he was just the best husband and support, um, mm-hmm. just being there. And, um, and Julie, while I was pushing, she'd just be like, you're doing so good. And and Andy, mm-hmm. too, and all the nurses, they were like, you got this, Krista. Like, you were doing so good. And just after every push, they would just be like, you got this. Just yeah. hyped me up. And just, yeah. It, yeah, it just made the hour fly by. So, yeah, I know. I feel like those, like, that pushing stage goes by so fast. Yeah. And I think it's because you're like, finally, like I can do something, you know, it's not just like, okay, I just have to breathe through these surges, yeah. but it's like, oh, I get to like use this energy and like send yeah. it to my baby and push her out. So yeah, exactly. that's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Well, I love how like important music was in your birth experience. And I think that's great because, you know, we we feel good using all of our senses, you know, our, our eyes, our ears, our taste, our touch, you know, our smells. And so just that you use music was like a huge thing that I think a lot of moms forget you can use, especially being at a hospital where there's like beeps and people down the hall and all that. It's, was it, did you feel like it was nice having music to kind of like tune everything out? Yes, it did. Cause then we were, Mm -hmm. you know, in our own bubble and listening to our yeah. own music and it was it was good to like get in this it helped it helped me get into the zone and just focus so yeah that's yeah. amazing yeah kind of looking back on your birth experience how do you feel like you see yourself differently now after go after going through and having your baby oh that's a good question Bridget <laughs> um I feel like I since I went through that and you know, especially without an epidural that I can do anything I put my mind to. So mm-hmm. I felt just so empowered and confident and like yeah. I could get through childbirth and I can do pretty much anything I want to. So yeah, yeah, that's amazing. And I feel like that's so true for moms. There's, it's just like giving birth to life 
is yeah. just the most like powerful thing that I feel like you can experience. And so to be able to do that and to do it in a way that you didn't expect yourself to be able to accomplish, like in mm-hmm. your case, doing it without an epidural, it yeah. does make you feel really strong and powerful. Yep, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Um, if there's one piece of advice that you could give moms like approaching their birth experience, what would it be? Oh, um, some advice I or encouragement or just yeah. something from your own experience yeah well I the thing that comes to mind is what you say that we are built to birth like we're created mm-hmm. to have babies and so mm. it's nothing to be scared of like I mean sure it's unknown so you know mm. it's totally normal to be freaked out and scared, but you were created to do this and your body knows what to do. So just trust your body um, and you will do great. So there's nothing mm. to be scared of and just don't listen to all of the scary stories because they're not helpful. So yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like no one wants to approach their birth with all or any experience in life. It's like for a woman who's pregnant, you know, at the end of nine months, you're going to give birth. So it's like, who wants to know that they have to do something and have all of these negative experiences to go into their own? Yeah, exactly. And so it's so important to hear these positive birth stories, which is why I'm so glad that you are able to hop on, you know, this conversation and share your birth story with all of us. Um, That was so special. What do you feel like helped you the most, well, I guess probably you keep bringing up breathing. Yes. Would you say that that was the most important thing that you learned beforehand to um, prepare you for your birth or was there something else? I think that was it. Yeah. Mm. I don't think yeah. if I knew, if I didn't know how to breathe, I don't think I'd be able to be able to like, you know, come up with a, a way to get through each contraction and mm. and stay calm because that's like a huge ahead, thing, yeah. you know, like is staying relaxed and calm. So if, mm. you, like you say, if you're tense, your body just like shuts down and, you know, labor mm. can stall. So yeah, breathing was the most. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. Major reason. Hmm. Um, do you think it was like, what, what helped you stay in the rhythm of breathing? Did you have like someone coaching you or were you just like, keep taking those breaths or what, what kind of helped you stay consistent with that breathing during your labor? Yeah. Um, I would just, you know, do the six breaths in four out mm-hmm. or was it the other way? The four in and the six yeah, four out. In. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I should know this by now cause I did it for like <laughs> two days. Um, I, while I was doing that, I would just kind of visualize being like in the ocean with like a wave coming hmm. over me and just like hmm. letting a wave wash over me and then let it out. And then just, hmm. you know, have each wave wash over you, let it work it, you know, do, let the surge work its mm-hmm. way through, let it do its job and um, be open to it. And then, and I would just close my eyes and just focus on that, if that makes hmm. sense. So, Yeah. No, I love that because that is using like visualization too. And I think that's so helpful because it like gives yeah. you like a visual representation of kind of what's happening in your body because yeah. that surge is like a wave moving through your uterus and so yeah. sending your baby down. And so I feel like that's so helpful. And I definitely think that 
can be a tool that moms listening can utilize in their own birth experience. So Uh thanks for sharing that little bit of information. Did you write that down in your birth story? I did. (laughs) Yes. Um, After I watched one of your videos and, um, you know, you say you want to help mamas love their birth. And I was like, Mm. there's no way you could love your birth, you know, but after Mm. watching your videos and going through it, I can actually say that I loved my birth. And um, so I wrote a note titled love my birth. And I had Hmm. all these, um, little tips and stuff like, like, you know, um, picturing, try to picture a contraction as a surge and Hmm. reframe it and not think of it as pain, but pressure and just little, Hmm. little tips like that. So I wrote kind of like my own little, um, birth plan type. Yeah. Like how to. (laughs) Yeah. So like if I got discouraged, I could just go back into my notes and be like, oh yeah, I can do this. I was made to do this. And Hmm. like little reminders to keep me motivated and encouraged. So yeah, that's awesome. And I think that's a great way to process through your birth experience too, to remember those things, to work through them and the emotions involved. And I think that's so sweet too, that you're going to have all those things when your daughter grows up, Aspen grows up and she, you know, becomes a mama herself and you get to now share this really positive birth experience with her. And I think that is so powerful and transformative for like women. Cause I, my, I loved hearing my own birth story. I was born at home and (laughs) just like hearing my mom share that story was just like, like when your mom shares that kind of story, you're like, oh wow, then I can do it. You know? So I know that Aspen is going to like love hearing that story as she grows up and be so empowered herself, you know, feeling like I can do any, like, look what my mom did. I can do that, you know? Yeah. So, so. She definitely will. Well, you, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I think a lot of moms, all the moms listening to this are going to feel um, empowered by it, just like you are going to empower your daughter with this story. This is such a positive story of thinking like you couldn't do it and then realizing, no, that strength is in me and Mm -hmm. I can do it. And so thank you so much for sharing your story. Is there anything that you would like to say or add? Um. I, I mean, just to thank you, Bridget, like because of mm-hmm. you, I was able to have just such an awesome, chill, calm, relaxed birth story. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just helped reframe how I thought of having a baby. So mm-hmm. I just can't thank you enough. So, oh, well, thank yeah. you. And that's on you. You are the one who took <laughs> no. all those steps to get to that place and do the research and find that empowerment in yourself. And so, you know, that's on you. You did all the hard work. <laughs> you you get to take all the credit. When no. you have a baby, you get to take all the credit. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> it does take a village. Yes. So <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you, Krista, for sharing with us today. Enjoy your this newborn stage, all the challenges, for all the beauty that comes along with it. Yeah. Seriously, these days go by so fast. And I'm sure you're already feeling it. I'm sure you look at her and you're like, how are you 17 days? Yes, exactly. It is fun. (laughs) Mm. Well, enjoy every moment of it. And thank you so much for sharing your story with us again. Yeah, of course, Bridget. (laughs) Okay, bye. Have a good rest of the day. Thanks, you too. (laughs) Bye. Mamas, I hope you know that you really are built to birth and that you are so capable of experiencing a birth that you love no matter what kind of birth that is. What is important is that you believe that you are worthy and capable of a powerful and beautiful birth and equip yourself with the simple tried and true tools that help you have that incredible birth. 
Again, if you want those tools for a happier, healthier, and easier birth, make sure you head over to the Built to Birth website and sign up for that weekly email. And then don't forget to subscribe, rate, and then write a review if you loved Chris's empowering birth story. So thanks for being with me in this podcast, and I'll see you in the next one.